Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good and bad on the ice. Good and bad from Pat State of Utah. And um, tell me the Bible's real without telling me the Bible is real. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. Good Monday to you all, wherever you are, however you are watching or listening to us. Don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast. And as always, you can watch us every single Monday through Friday over on the Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Pat, I'm very proud of you right now. Why? See, um, you showed up after... Your your newfound uh, fandom of the Bengals and 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 that the choke job of all choke jobs last night. Okay, first of all, that was a pretty good game. Second of all, the uh, officiating in that game was awful. I mean, for crying out loud, how do you get a mulligan in that game? Yeah, and to your point, Pat, I mean, I've looked at that all 22 footage, right? Because they went to it during the game, but they did it so briefly that you didn't have a chance and they only did it once, right? So that you didn't have a chance to slow it down and compare what was going on. But when you actually do slow it down, when, when you go in reverse, right uh, on the DVR, if you have that capability and then pause it at the moment of the snap, he is still not signaling that there's anything wrong. And the right. signal doesn't happen until the ball has already been snapped. Look, I am all for getting things right, and there's no doubt that there was a mistake made in which there's, what, nine seconds that rolled off the clock that shouldn't have? That's right. The, I get that, but, but here's what you could do in that situation. Put the nine seconds back on after the play. You mean to tell yeah. me the NFL rulebook tells you you can't do that? I mean, as if I don't care what team you play for. If this if this had been the other way around, if I if I was Andy Reid, I would be just as pissed. Because what ended like, up happening, right? 
Mm-hmm. They went from fourth down having to to punt the ball, right? Right. To a second, to, third, and nine. To a second, third, and nine, convert it, and eventually go down the field and score, right? They didn't convert it. They got a penalty on that third and nine that made it first and ten. Oh, that's right. Yep. So they got a penalty on third and nine after not completing anything on the previous third and nine. They literally got a mulligan that allowed them to win the game. That was part of it. And then and then the, the uh, uh, unnecessary roughness call at the end. I thought it was a little ticky tacky. No, it wasn't. Yeah, he, come he, on. Shoved he, him, he shoved him when he was three yards out of bounds. No, he he was barely he barely touched out of bounds before he hit him. He was in he was past no, the white, no. Pat. He was already past the white when he touched him, Pat. Yeah. Uh, he was already full forward. There's no way he could have missed at that point. Yeah, yeah, because he could have. Because you know what he did? He forearmed him in the back. <laughs> he totally shot Pat. This was I, an obvious I, call. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. it just it was it was crap and it, like that that whole it is the game dumbest, like that, that it is the dumbest individual it. it is the dumbest individual play i have ever seen it is the dumbest thing i've ever seen a football player do and with the game online it's flat know. out I mean, the I've dumbest thing i've ever seen just like that and they don't call them so it's it, to me it's crap no <laughs> no way that was as obvious as it gets that is as blatant as it got, it is the dumbest thing, and you know it by how he reacted to what happened. He knew he screwed his team. He knew all of these things were, yeah, no, that was dumb. Why? Because if you would have just left him alone, not touched him, he was already going out of bounds, period, point blank. Had you not even touched him, right, what would have happened? They might have had an opportunity at a 60-yard field goal. Which said it was a 45-yard field goal. Well, I still think, I mean, with the way they hit that 45-er, I I still think he would have hit the 60. No, he wouldn't have. And here's why. Because because in order, this has to do with physics, okay? In order Mm -hmm. to hit a 60-yard field goal, you cannot put the air that you put on that ball from 45 yards, right? He, He popped that sucker in the air really good from 45 yards. But from 60 yards, you have to drive the ball lower. You have to get lower on your trajectory to get the speed to push the ball that far. Mm. And that's why you see a lot of 55, 60-yard field goals blocked in the NFL because Mm. they have to go lower in their trajectory. He would not have made that field goal. It it looked like it would have cleared 60 yards, right? But that's not the reality. That ball would have hung in the air way too long. It would have ended up probably about two to three yards short. I still think Kansas City would have won the game in the end. Um, but yeah, I mean the the between the, the officials the and between the officials and the dumbest individual play of all time, I, I wow. And then that Eagles game, ah, uh, that was over the as soon as as, as soon as Brock Purdy got hurt, that game was done. So right because they they clearly had nothing with uh, Josh Johnson. The fourth, and and I don't blame them, right? It's not as if right, you can no, just pick not, up a, a random quarterback and and be able to throw him. It, I mean, you were lucky enough that you had Garoppolo, right? When when Nance right. goes down, Garoppolo goes down. You're lucky to get Brock Purdy playing the way that he did. 
You were playing with house money at that point in time. And unfortunately, he gets hurt very early on in that game. And that's the end of it. Um, you know, screwed my bets big time <laughs> in that, with that performance. But I mean, what are you going to do, right? You can only do so much with the resources that are at your uh, disposal at that point. Clearly, Brock Purdy could not throw the football. Uh, he tried once in the third quarter, and that was it. Um, and, and yeah, just also the 49ers did not help themselves with stupid uh, decisions with the ball. And, mm. you know, their defense just couldn't hold on. So, no. I, you know. At the end of the day, that that was not surprising in terms of when you if you would have told me Brock Purdy got hurt in that game and they lost, I would have said, well, duh. So it's a shame that Purdy got hurt and ruined what was a at that point still a really good football game it was seven seven when he got hurt or seven nothing when he got hurt. And um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. So uh, but beyond that, we got to talk about another sport, Pat. Well, alleged sport. Yeah, what, what what alleged sport is this exactly? Um, the alleged sport of prancing around on ice and and so doing figure skating. Yeah, figure skating. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm kidding. Um, to all the figure skating fans out there, I am well aware of <laughs> the technical ability that it takes to be a figure skater. Okay, I am very well aware. It is definitely a sport. I'm just joking. It's 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 dancing on ice. Okay, Pat. Be respectful what? of the LGBTQ community because the International Skating Union's European Championships attempted that. And, um, Pat, they had the first, the very first gender-neutral woman. Oh, what? what? Gender-neutral woman. Not competing, by the way. What? <laughs> But they had a gender-neutral woman as their celebration of inclusivity. Question. Uh-huh. What is a gender-neutral woman? Well, I'm glad you asked because here you go. Aina ajatuksen lähteä toteuttamaan lapsuuden haaveita ja alkaa luistella naismoodissa, vaikka syntyperäisin oinkin mies. Ja tuota, sieltä on niin yhdeksän vuotta aikaa, eli siihen yhdeksän vuoteen sisältyy aika paljon. Eli kun lähdetään ihan nollasta, niin ihan jo sitä, että pysyy pystyssä kahdella jalalla, pysyy pystyssä yhdellä jalalla, ja sen jälkeen rupeaa niin uskaltamaan tehdä jotakin siellä jäällä, niin ja sitten alkaa pikkuhiljaa kisaamaan ja esiintymään näytöksissä ja niin edelleen. Että sanotaan, että aika kivaa ura on ollut, mutta tietysti korona tuli vähän sitten väliin, että se sitten sotki, sotki kuviota. Mutta tuota, eteenpäin mennään. Ja now, Pat, for those who are not watching and they are listening via podcast, can you please describe what you just saw? Well, there uh, appears to be well, what appears to be a woman. Um, that was clearly not a woman. Yeah, that's a dude. Uh, that's a dude. And it's not coming, even close, okay? Yeah, come, this is this is a dude with uh, as square of a jaw as I have ever seen. Yeah, so so he comes he comes to the ice, starts to skate out on the ice, and everything. Whoa, 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 whoa! You got to stop the description right there, Pat. Uh huh. You call that skating? Will you let me finish? 
He stated about as well as I could for someone that can't really ice skate out onto the ice. Largely because there's a physical issue, right? For you, <laughs> like there's a there's a there's a thing in your life that will stop you from being able to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's called cerebral palsy. Um this person doesn't have that though, right? Right. Allegedly. It, allegedly. And and here's the thing. He he skated out there about as well as I could. Yeah, you watch him like as soon as they pan to it, right? That this individual is like wobbling on their skates to begin with and then attempts to do like a jump, I guess is what they were attempting to do, right? And it's really it's, just spun himself around. On his and, knees, by the way. And, oh, no, 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 no. That's before mm. that. And then as he gets away from the spin that he did, right? He, uh-huh. All of a sudden, you see him really wave or waver or wave on the ice. And he, uh-oh. And he goes down to one knee and just spins around on the ice and, and cannot get up. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Also an indication that you can't skate, by the way, because... Uh, right. Most people who can skate know how to get themselves back up off the ice. So just out of curiosity, why, why, why did he do this again? Inclusivity, Pat. And by the way, I see what you did with Finnish. Because he represented Finland. Finland. But um, how, how does him being there doing what he did, how is that inclusivity? Well, you see, exactly. from the International Skating Union European Championship event page, uh-huh. on the ice we will see single skaters, synchronized skaters, and pairs. Included among the performers are figure skater Mina Maria Atakananen, who defines herself as a gender-neutral woman. That dude's a figure skater? That no. dude looks like he was a novice. Correct. This is just literally them attempting to be as woke as humanly possible. And I have multiple questions. Who did he, she sleep with to get on the ice? Number one. Um, Number two, Pat, what the hell is a gender neutral woman? Because you can't call somebody who's gender neutral a woman. Woman. That's why I asked at the beginning. And then thirdly, Pat, you couldn't find a <clears throat> gender neutral anything or a trans anybody who could I don't know skate like just 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 skate in a straight line. That that's all we're asking you to do. Oh, he kind of skated in a straight no, line in the no. beginning. No, no, he didn't. That <laughs> he was doing kinda. this the whole time. That's kind of no. Just well, come on. I mean, this is for the, someone that that's tell me this isn't straight, a cult. Enough, with, isn't it? Tell me this is a cult without telling me this is a cult moment. That that's exactly what what a cult is. Is yeah. For the sake of being inclusive, you have to embarrass yourself. It's not even embarrassing, and, and your country for that matter. It's not even that. It's why did the European, uh, the International Skating Union. Do this to him. I don't know. Right? Because I really okay, don't know. Great. We're gonna we're let's put a casting call out there, right? 
to all the skaters, are you gender neutral? Are you trans? Are you this? Are you that? Right? And then we're going to bring you in front of us and see if you can skate. And as long as you can pass that test, we will put you on the ice. Maybe I could even get behind that in terms of like, I understand. I don't understand how you even put this individual on the ice. It is an embarrassment to you. It's an embarrassment to the individual. And it's an embarrassment to the country. Right. Because the original flag bearer for Finland, right, has to go Mm -hmm. over, skate to them, do the figure skating stop, right? Right. Help the individual up. The individual gets up onto the ice. And by the way, there's more that happens. Gets up on the ice again, grabs the Finnish flag, and literally wobbles on the ice. Like, can't even just sit there on the ice with the skates on. They can't even. It's like the first time you go to um, to a roller skating rink, right, Pat? <laughs> or put on rollerblades, right? I, I Right. It's like this is the first time this person has ever put skates on. Right. I There's nothing I, I, nothing to gain from this. No. But if you if I mean for for Pete Six, if you're going to put someone out there that's trans, right? You what if are you seriously name was telling Pete? me? Huh? What if this dude's name was Pete? I don't know. But my my point is you couldn't find someone that that was identifying the same way that can actually figure skate because there's a lot of guys out there that can actually figure skate. Yeah, this is an yeah. utter embarrassment is what it is, Pat. Right. It, an no, I agree. Absolutely utter embarrassment. Now, to the good uh, story from the ice, because I told you we had good and bad. So that was definitely the bad. Okay. So what's Here's the good? Here's the good story from the ice. NHL team skips Pride Night warm-up jerseys. Uh, it was that was the what New York Rangers that did New that. New York Rangers for the sixth annual New York Rangers Pride Night. Wait, so you, you're taking one of the perhaps one of the most woke leagues in all of sports, and one of the most woke cities in all of America, and they didn't do a Pride Night. They forfeited that. Well, they did. They did the rest of the accoutrement of Pride Night. It's just that the okay. players refused to come out with um, Pride jerseys for warmups and uh, like the taping on their um, on their sticks. Uh huh. They refused to do it. They didn't do it. They came out yeah. with uh, their retro jerseys and um, and regular taping. I mean, if you had told if you told me this was the New York Rangers with, without having shown me the story, I don't think I would have believed it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the seventh season, by the way. This is their seventh annual Pride Night Friday at MSG. Now, this one included uh, Michael James Scott, a Broadway star who, here's a shocker, Pat, is gay. He performed the national anthem. Andre Thomas, the co-chair of NYC Pride and Heritage of Pride, participated in the puck drop. So they still had all the accoutrement and and all the, the celebration of Pride Night. Uh-huh. The players just said, oh, hell no. I ain't a prop for your whatever agenda you have, right? I, I, nope, I'm not a, nope, nope, nope. And why do I think that this is a good story? 
it's not because they did something against a woke ideology or anything like that. Here's why I think this is a good story, Pat. Because the players did something that was in unison with each other, right? They were, right. they did something. To, if one of us is not comfortable, all of us aren't comfortable. Right. Right. That's right. basically what they did. The Rangers put out a statement after the game. Um, where was it? Our organization respects the LGBTQ plus community, and we are proud to bring attention to important local community organizations as part of another great pride night. In keeping with our organization's core values, we support everyone's individual right to respectfully express their beliefs. What does that second statement believe? What, what does that lead you to believe? It leads you to believe that we're at least one, if not more, of the players were going to do what um, even uh, Provorov did with the uh, Flyers a few weeks ago or a week ago, right? Th that they were going to say, no, thank you. And so rather than saying no, thank you as an individual, the team rallied around that person or those people and decided we're going to we're going to stand united and we're just not going to go out there like that. And that's how this should be done. I, I No. Sorry. Nope. Well, well, Andrew, what about uh standing up for the national anthem or or if they had a salute to service night not wearing a salute to service jersey? I would say the same thing. Sure, if, yeah. if if somebody this is pre-game warm-up bullshit. This is as woke as you could possibly get. They're not suggesting that they're wearing salute to service jerseys on the ice during the game, right? That's the, this isn't what they were doing. They were just simply saying, "No, we don't. We're not participating in your woke bullshit. Uh, we don't have to. Where our contract does that say? No, right? I mean, for Pete's sakes, can we just make it about the game and not about any of this political BS that's going on? Yep." For Pete's sakes, I mean, come on, and that's mm -hmm. what this team did. I mean, that, that, great for the New York Rangers for doing that. A hundred percent. All right. So then, Pat, do you want to play the beer, not the bee, and move forward to the uh, tell me the Bible is real without telling me the Bible is real, or do you want to do that and then go into your uh, state of Utah? What should should we just do the the King David story here? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. So. <coughs> Many people have issues with um, finding the lineage of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, right? The Torah, if you are Jewish. Mm. And it's um, historical, um, not narrative, but it's historical accuracy, if you will, right? Well, King David's name was found on a 2,900-year-old slab. That's right. As Not the Bee puts it, Pat, in what is becoming a regular installment of more evidence the Bible is true, archaeologists have made a new discovery uncovering the name of King David on a slab dated to about 2,900 years old. Um, it points out that a 2,900-year-old basalt stone slab contains an extra-biblical reference to King David in support of him being an actual historical figure, according to scholars writing in the latest edition of the Biblical Archaeology Review. The research involved an examination of the so-called uh, of the so-called uh, Mesa Steel or Moabite Stone, 
which was discovered in 1868 before being damaged in 1869. Although the damage made certain parts of the tablet unreadable, a page squeeze, paper mache impression of the tablet was made before the damage, allowing the original words to be deciphered according to the Biblical Archaeology Society. So the stone was discovered 150-ish years ago, right? Mm. And now they've been able to finally decipher what is originally written on this slab. It was dated to the 9th century BC, chronicling the victories of King Mesha of Moab. It possibly references the events of 2 Kings 3, in which Moab goes to war against Israel and Judah. Scholars Andre Lemire and Jean-Philippe Delamont, writing in the winter 2022 edition of the Biblical Archaeology Review, say new technology confirms that the Mesha steel indeed references the House of David. I want you to understand this. As we uncover more and more archaeological evidence, right? As we get more and more of the um of the past, what we are discovering is that almost everything that we've seen in the Bible, right? Beyond Exodus is historically factual. As in, this isn't just some story passed down generation to generation for shits and giggles, okay? There's more and more evidence. The Bible is literally real. This is so freaking cool. The fact that they found and were able to now decipher a 2,900-year-old document, and now we have some proof that King David is real? was a real historical figure, just as we know Jesus to be a real historical figure, just as we know all of the people referenced in the New Testament to be real historical figures. We have more and more proof of the Old Testament being also real. So tell me the Bible is real without telling me the Bible is real. Exactly, Pat. Exactly. All right. With that, I, I mean, I'm just fascinated by this because I'm a history buff to begin with. And, and I right. thought about going down the road of archaeology at one point until I realized how woke um, this was back in 2005, 6, 7. Like how insanely leftist this entire um, pursuit is. And I didn't know. No, thank you. Yeah, this this it's it's not the uh, field of Indiana Jones. No, no, it least. is not. Um, but no, this is this is cool. Um, it it it's a testament of that the Bible is real. I see what you did there. Um, and it is also a testament because if if all of that is real and we know that Christ is real, then we we know about his godliness we 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 divinity if you will mm -hmm. it, it's a testament of all of these things and um it, it's just amazing to see and in, in a i guess what i'm trying to say is it is a uh beacon of light in a very woke dark world yeah and what they were able to do with new technology is this pat 
the stone contains a possible reference to the house of David as Judah's rulers by being able to decipher three letters that were undecipherable before. They changed everything. Three letters changes everything. I want you to understand that. Three, just three letters. Now, that would support King David as a historical figure, a summary of the research tells us. Thanks to recent photographic evidence, our authors argue that this reading can now be confirmed. So multiple people have had the same, um, the same conclusion here. So this is evidence of the house of David. This is Judah, David, right? Like this is just incredible historical significance. You know, we, we talk about the search for the Ark of the Covenant or um, the search for um, Noah's Ark, right? And all this other stuff that goes on around the world. It's because why? We continue as we research and learn more about our past and and be able to dig and, and find things, we learn more and more of it to be literally true, literally true. It's absolutely incredible from an archaeological perspective, from a scientific perspective of how they were able to uh, decipher some of this, and from a spiritual perspective. All right. So with that being said, Pat, it is time for us to play your favorite game. Are you ready to play the B or not the B? Oh, I'm very ready. All right, lay that headline on me at least once, maybe twice. All righty then. AOC accuses this chat GT GPT fellow of wanting to date her. AOC <laughs> accuses this chat GPT fellow of wanting to date her. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Mm -hmm. While you're thinking about that, folks, it's Monday. I've never liked Mondays. And I'm also not a morning person, if y'all can't tell. Um, that being said, if you need a morning pick-me-up, and you mm -hmm. need a morning pick-me-up that doesn't give a crap about your politics, that really only gives a crap about the, the quality, the taste, the accoutrement that goes into your cup, Nice Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Wait, what? Nice use of that reference, that word. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, so all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. They've got all sorts of great flavors over there. If you're not a coffee drinker, they've got things that that will replace that, like tea or hot chocolate. Um, if if you're into those kind of things, right? Go to go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code critical thinking at checkout. Get 5% off your purchase today. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking at checkout. 5% off your purchase today. All right. AOC accuses this chat GPT fellow of wanting to date her. Is this the B or not the B? Now, before I, I, I give you my definitive answer here, um, we're gonna we're going to spoil the topic for Thursday's show. Because Thursday's show is going to be a deep dive on artificial intelligence and our future. Uh, we're, we're really going to dive into that because it, it, it is something that will significantly shift humanity. And that's my firm belief, and we'll talk about that on a deep dive Thursday. Um, but this is definitely the Babylon Bee. Um, that this is such a great reference to ChatGPT. 
and other AI technology. Um, yeah, fantastic reference. Are and you also sure? to how stupid AOC is. Because Are everything and sure? everybody just wants to date her, right? Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Okay, well, then, yeah, you're right. This is the Babylon Bee. Um, after getting into another public spat with Chat GPT, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has accused the program of wanting to date her. Ugh, get over me already, Chat GPT, said Ocasio-Cortez, fuming as the program insisted that the lion Mufasa was fictional. Stop. Just like sitting by the computer wanting me to talk to you, creep. Despite ChatGPT repeated assurances that it had no romantic feelings towards her, Miss Ocasio-Cortez remained unconvinced. He sounds like every other guy who's pretending to not be in love with me, she said. I mean, honestly, feel bad for ChatGPT loser at this point. He clearly has no life. He logged in like 24-7. It's embarrassing. Sources repeat report that Miss Ocasio-Cortez got into a heated argument with ChatGPT on the first day of its release after asking how it how to get her hands out of the Chinese finger trap. I'm pushing <laughs> my fingers together, screams Mrs. Miss Ocasio-Cortez, who is pulling her fingers apart because she's so dumb. The confrontation escalated quickly as Miss Ocasio-Cortez began posting angry rants on Twitter about how ChatGPT refused to acknowledge her tragic death on January 6th. I'm literally dead right now, posted Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> along the screenshots of the repellent. <laughs> oh, that's ChatGPT disagreeing. The, the amount and, oh, of references in this, uh, in this uh, one article is absolutely fantastic, Pat. At, at publishing time, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez announced that ChatGPT had refused to state its pronouns committing literal violence upon her and that she was now dead. <laughs> uh, well done, Babylon B. Well done. This is probably my story of the month. And by the way, speaking of which, Pat, um, I have to say a quick thank you to each and every single one of you watching or listening to this program um, we have already surpassed our best month ever since we made our switch away from Mojo Five O Radio. We already have surpassed the total download on the podcast side alone. Um, so thank you so very, very much to each and every single one of you who uh, who participate in the show, who download the show, rate it, review it, all of that stuff. Again, if you're going to Apple Podcasts, very simple. If you download, subscribe, and then just give us a rating and review. It takes like literally 30 seconds to do it all. Um, that You would significantly increase our exposure. So consider that again, but we have already increased our exposure. Um, so thank you to each and every single one of you who tune in every single day or you know, take us in the, in the bites that you do take us. Um, we, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are humbled by your support of this critical thinking movement because here's the rub, right? Every single host, and, and I want to reference this before we get into your Utah stories, Pat. Um, every single host out there is going to get things wrong from time to time. We are not perfect in, in any way, shape, or form, and we're not right all the time. 
But that is the point of critical thinking is to think. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But you shouldn't take everything that I say or Pat says as the gospel, right? You should be able to critically think. And we're 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 doing that live on air every single day, right, Pat? We we may slightly discuss the format of the show or what topics that we want to cover or stories that we want to cover. But generally speaking, we have no idea what the other person is going to say. And we, as we, that's the point of this show is that we, we need we, to critically think through the news and the views of the day. We've also done it that way intentionally mm-hmm. so that we, we could have a raw truth and, and truly honest conversation about these topics on air. Um, if you've listened long enough, Andrew and I don't always agree. Yeah, clearly so, that, yeah. that happened earlier today. It, it did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there is a difference between critically thinking and getting something wrong and just asinine thinking. Mm. So I want to be clear on this. Never go full Stu Peters. Never go full Stu Peters. And if you are in this audience and you went full Stu Peters this past week, and what do I mean by that? The somehow DeMar Hamlin is a body double and he's really dead conspiracy theory. Take your listenership elsewhere, okay? Because you literally do not understand how to critically think, okay? Is it reasonable to question huh why have we not seen him or more importantly why the camera angle was so weird when uh they when he was at the buffalo bills uh versus the bengal's game right um it's one thing to question why because the nfl should have known that right or cbs should have known that they were there and and found a way to get a good camera angle okay there's a difference between why did they not show that and DeMar Hamlin's dead and this is all a ruse by the NFL because they can't admit that the jab killed him. My God. Now, Pat, DeMar Hamlin did what this weekend? Didn't he do like a live video or something like that? Bingo, bongo, bango. He appeared live on air. And it still wasn't good enough for the Stu Peters of the world. In fact, it also literally, Pat, Steve Dace spent on his program 15 to 20 minutes literally spewing all the Stu Peters bullshit conspiracy theories as if they were something that you should take seriously. I'm just going to lay this out real quick as a critical thinker. I have one very simple question. What does Damar Hamlin owe you, me, the general public? At all. What does he owe us? Literally nothing. Nothing. He owes you and me nothing. In fact, if I were his agent, his lawyers, um, the people involved in his medical care, here's what I would have been advising him to do. Not be seen in public. To focus on his recovery, get better, get healthy. He owes us no interviews. No, nothing. Okay, so you 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 have um you have a 
debilitating case of Bell's palsy, right? Let's say that happens to either me or you, Pat. Right. Do do I owe it to anybody to appear on camera to prove that I'm not dead? No. I'm no. a public figure, right? You're a public figure. We're lesser public figures by multitudes than Damar Hamlin, but he owes us literally nothing. He owes Steve Dace nothing. He owes Stu Peters nothing. Literally nothing. And even when they're faced with Damar Hamlin sitting in front of a camera speaking to them, it's all a deep fake. That's not who that is, Pat, right? We we watch these morons even faced with, and I'm I, and and I'm sad to say that that this is the case with I haven't seen Steve Dace go, oops, I'm wrong. He literally just retweeted it and said, Damar Hamlin's alive. Right, but you spent all your program on Friday attempting to tell us that he was dead, and this is the NFL's conspiracy theory because they can't admit the COVID jab hurt him. That's where the what the hell? So you can't ex, you can't even accept the guy standing in front of your face. They literally are attempting to analyze his ears, Pat, or the fact that there's a screenshot of him entering the interview room. And you can't see his tattoos on his arms. <clears throat> if you are that disingenuous and you can't understand how a camera angle can change the perception of depth or what your ear or your face or your body might look like. You are an absolute liar in this industry. Because every single person who steps in front of a camera, in front of a mic, Pat, knows how that camera can affect them and knows how that, that camera can affect how they look or how the lighting can affect it. Literally, they, they take a, <coughs> a screenshot. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, they how many times have you and I had conversations about camera angles and stuff yeah, during they this show? Take a screenshot. Things slightly. They literally take a screenshot of a camera angle from behind. Right. Where his right arm. Right. They, oh, I can't see the tattoos. Well, first of all, come on. Do, do you not understand how lighting works? It was an overexposure. It is black ink on top of brown skin with literally a light shining right on it. You know what is going to happen? Overexposure. That's the explanation for this. How did DeMar Hamlin's ear look different in this picture and that picture? Well, considering the fact that the second picture is from a great distance away and down and up, and the first picture you're comparing it to is literally a side view of his ear from about two, about a foot away. Yeah, the two are going to look different. Let's compare the curvature. Let's compare the inner part of the ear. They're literally the freaking same thing. This is how stupid our industry has gotten. That every conspiracy, every single thing you have to take serious, well, everything's a deep fake. No. Be better. People like Steve Dace and Totters and be better than that. Never go full Stu Peters. Never. If you are taking heed from anything that that individual, that racist, white nationalist, 
wife beating asshat. If you are literally taking it and running with anything that that person says, you need to look yourself in the mirror and get a clue. And I wanted to address that because I am very disappointed, very disappointed in bigger names in our industry deciding to take his bullshit conspiracy theory and run with it and give it any sort of credence. Sometimes the obvious explanation is the only explanation. And I'm going to emphasize this again. Damar Hamlin owes us nothing. Period, point blank. He doesn't owe anybody an interview, a personal appearance, nothing. Like I said, Pat, I would advise him as his agent or lawyer or even a doctor to not do these things. Why? Because we also know this. He is up for a new contract, right? He's going to be a free agent. So let's say he is not 100% healthy after this, right? What good does it do to get in front of a camera when you are not 100% healthy? Because why? The NFL is a cruel, cruel world. They're going to take apart that interview and go, whoa. So you hurt your ability to help yourself in a negotiation process. That's not to say that that teams won't go and interview him, right, and try to figure out his health situation in the future, but you're buying yourself time, and more importantly, you are in control of your own narrative at that point. I, that's my advice. Nope, nope, you don't owe anybody anything, period, point blank. It, it is as simple as, I don't owe you anything. I am focusing on my recovery and getting better for myself and figuring out a path forward for my life. And I expect you to respect my privacy. Should I want to speak? And under once I have a better understanding of what took place and blah, 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 I will gladly speak to the media at that point in time. Until then, I am focused on my family, my faith, and my recovery. That's all he owes you. He don't owe you shit when it comes to getting in front of a camera to prove that he isn't dead. Go bleep yourself. In fact, if I were Damar Hamlin and his family, I'd sue the ever-loving shit out of Stu Peters for that. If I were the NFL, I would be doing it. All right, with that out of the way, Pat, good news, bad news out of the state of Utah. Do you have some? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do. I don't really know how I'm going to follow what you just did there, but... Uh... There, there's some news out of out of the state of Utah here, and I'm actually kind of surprised by it. Um, because uh, Governor, Governor Spencer Cax, Governor Cax, um, signs a uh, high profile bills on transgender surgeries <laughs> and school choice vouchers. Um, so what okay, he did? Let's take the is, school choice vouchers first, because I'm curious okay. as to what the hell this bill is. Um. Uh, so I haven't done a deep dive into the bill itself, what but you, weekend? you know, <laughs> I do have a life on the weekends and uh, I, I do have, you know, res other responsibilities, you jerk. Um, so 
basically what this is is it a system uh, i just want to know what the voucher is like what how is how is it set up right and so i'm just i'm just looking at that here for a second to see if i can find a quick explanation for you because it seems as if this is supposed to be some sort of a win and i have a question about it and basically what i want to know is is this like every other voucher program in which you just take the money and, and they give you they give you a voucher and you can go to xyz school uh that's kind of what it looks like i'm not going to say that definitively for sure because okay like, cause I, I, I have i have know. a very large problem with this mm-hmm. okay I mean that that's what it looks like at face value. I, I, I'm gonna have to do a deeper dive into it to let you know. Okay. So so on its face, I have large problems with school voucher programs to begin with. Mm. Because why? You ain't in control of anything. The government is in full control. Okay. You didn't control anything in that process, by the way. Okay. So mm. so Wisconsin has a voucher program, and. It's largely in Madison, Green Bay, and in uh, Milwaukee especially because the Milwaukee public school system is an absolute travesty of of education, okay? Here's the problem that I have with how this system is set up. The government tells you how many people can have it. The government tells you which schools qualify for your voucher. The government literally controls every aspect of it except for here's the list and you choose. That's not school choice. That's not choice at all. That is just government control and making it look like it is choice. It's not school choice. Can you can you take your money and your dollars and go anywhere or educate a child through homeschooling or anything? No, 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 no. You're going to pay for that on your own. If it's not an approved on the list school, no, 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 sorry. School vouchers are just more government. It's just a different way of doing government-controlled schools. The whole point of school choice is to actually give you choice, is to give you and empower you as a parent or as a as the child getting that education. This isn't empowerment. This is just this is the shell game, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, find find out where the ball is as I move it around. That's all this is. It doesn't change the game. It doesn't shift anything. The dollars still stay where they were, right? You're literally just telling the state to switch where $1 goes, and then they backfill it to the place that you were already supposed to have been at. (laughs) It's just stupid on every level for me. And this just goes to show you how lightweight Spencer Cox is, in my view, because the real fight should have been for what? Funding students, not systems. Right. And I, I, I would agree with you, especially on that last bit of how lightweight he is, though I would, I would argue he's probably a slightly more conservative version than someone like Mike DeWine. <clears throat> he's in the same so, category, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's at least, he's, he's at least pretty close to that. Yeah. However, he did do something good. Really? Which is um, he he did sign um, Senate Bill 16, which was banning transgender surgeries for Utah children and teens. So 
none of that crap is happening going forward. Which here's the thing. I'm actually kind of surprised he signed this one. Because he's been a rather outspoken advocate for that community. I mean, come on, he gets on camera and announces his own pronouns and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. like that's um and then he's been a big advocate for letting transgender kids participate in, in sports. Mm-hmm. So at least in the actual gender, like like if I'm a girl right, right. participating or he's been an advocate for that. So I'm surprised he signed this being an advocate the other way. So um and I wonder if this is just gonna be his way politically to say, hey, I'm I'm trying to compromise on these issues to appease his base and then also to try to appeal to that the the trans community. So yeah, this is him walking a tightrope, but it's also the right thing to do here because what it do we right know to- about the research of this, right? It turns out that this is likely a mental phase of confusion and and other things that eventually people will figure out on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually through uh, spiritual guidance, through um, lots of intensive therapy and things of that nature, um, they generally figure it out. That's That's what the science is telling us, by the way. That's not my opinion. That's what scientists, that's what therapists, that's what people who are in this industry who are genuine, not people who are stuck in the ideology of of the gender ideology crowd, people who are in the field, who are true and truthful, seeking truth, will tell you. People who have had these surgeries at 14, 15 years old, right? They're telling us this. Right. Um. I'm glad that this happened because this is a great protection for children. Um, Unlike what we know about the state of California, right? And the story that we told you about um, the parent in Texas whose um, batshit crazy ex-wife took their child and moved to California just in time to be able to qualify to have their child whom they are Munchausen by proxy disordering into being a girl, but is actually a boy and now going to go through pre-puberty gender transformation. It's just at eight years old, nine years old now, just awful. That's child abuse. That's terrible. We all know it. Um, So I'm proud of him there. I just think, um, Maybe if you can do some more research on uh, and come back on that school voucher story, because well, I, have, well, I, like I said, well, I have well, problems well, with well, it set up the way I think it is mm-hmm. because it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't change mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll explore that more later this week. All right. Sounds great. With that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. <sighs> and if you're going to skate, skate right. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, make sure you're eating all your meals in Matthew 547. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.